This is Questionable History with two snarky sisters. I'm Amy. And I'm Beth. This is a podcast about books, specifically historical romances. We dive deep into characters and plot to discuss what works well and what is just, well, questionable. Spoilers are coming, so if you want to read the book first, pause now and come back when you're ready. We read the books so you don't have to. Let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about chapters five and six from the book Gentleman Jim by Mimi Matthews. Beth, do you want to give us a quick recap? Yeah. So here's what happened. Basically, Viscount St. Clair had a duel duel with Fred, and he shot him in the shoulder, which they think is benign and no big deal, and I won't go on that soapbox (laughs) again, but whatever. He'll he'll recover, but he'll be... Watch last week's episode. (laughs) Right. Seriously. He'll recover, but he'll be kind of, I get the impression, maybe out of the story a little bit. He wasn't in these two chapters, really, because he's recovering at home or whatever. But essentially, that's the gist of what happened. Honestly, am I forgetting anything else? Besides, well, the the first was her meeting St. Clair and trying to stop the duel. And then when he disagreed, he got the agreement that he wouldn't kill him. Which he didn't. Yeah. She, he, she now owes him three forfeits. Would probably just be Medium the Medium-sized forfeits. Because those might come up. Oh, yeah. The and the only chapters. other little thing that might be relevant is Jane had suggested that oh, right. she sees another doctor for a second opinion and potentially another solicitor yes. to review the For will. this mysterious illness that the author still has but not But spoiler us. alert, those two things don't happen in these two <laughs> chapters. So I'm still hoping that her logic comes out and she eventually does those things that her wise <laughs> friend Jane suggested. Best conspiracy theory, though, is that it all comes back to the illness. Oh my the gosh, it's driving book me insane. We'll hang on. Spoiler alert, her that's was. not solved in these two chapters <laughs> either. So here we go. Gotta keep reading. But that's where we're at. So chapter five, we're kicking off with St. Clair coming back to his grandfather's house, which is where he lives. Now you might remember his grandfather is the Earl of Allendale. So the Lord Allendale comes in and basically over breakfast is like, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> in short, to his grandson. Essentially, he's kind of saying, why why are you fighting a duel? Like, your dad had this reputation of dueling all the time. Eventually, his dad had a duel with someone that, St. Clair's dad, that caused that person to die. And he had to escape to the, he had to escape <laughs> to the continent. And that's why um, St. Clair grew up on the continent and stuff. And so his grandpa is legit basically saying, don't even have another duel. I don't care how big the insult is. Your job is to get married and have a baby. So that's kind of the gist of his conversation with his grandpa. There's a couple of things that I thought were interesting. They talk about the Earl of Allendale, um, very spry, very intelligent, pretty strong for his his elderly age. He's traveled the world. They call him not a typical aristocrat, eccentric. But basically, the grandpa had spent most of his life abroad, and the last part of which he had been dragging his grandson with him. And so it had only been recently, it says, as St. Clair approached his 30th birthday, um, that the Earl had shown signs to, to slow down. Now, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, do we have any clear idea of how old St. Clair is? Is he over 30? Is he 30-ish? Like, I don't quite know, but I imagine late 20s to early 30s. Okay. Because I got the impression, or well, I thought they said that he had been on the continent for like a decade, for like 10 years. I, I agree with you. I think okay. that's true. And also, I was going to comment that um, I do remember in one of the prior chapters, Maggie had talked about how St. Clair can't be Nick because he's 
too he old. Looks older. One of the things was too old, and okay. so I was like, "Oh, does so does he look thirty five or something?" Well, maybe like, like weathered. It's like, unclear. On his face but or yeah, something. she at least feels he's a little bit too old to be Nick. Yes, but Amy probably has theories. We'll yes. <laughs> we'll put a star by that and circle back. <laughs> it seems very important to him for Saint Clair to settle down and have a, a, an heir, like to to keep the bloodline glow going like he's, yeah he's put i think that's why he's so upset about the duel because he's like no if a respectable woman isn't going to want to want you if you're dueling yeah don't you remember what happened to your dad and like all that kind of stuff and, and if so, you're forced to go back to yeah. the continent in exile like yes. your dad did then you're not going to find a lot of eligible english ladies right. and things like that to like have your, pretty your much the grandfather's like your purpose here is yeah. to find a wife get married and have an heir and in a weird way like less concerned about i don't want you to die grandson no. more just like i don't want you to have to leave the country like there's an yeah. interesting uh confidence arrogance perhaps in a way that there's no seems to be no question of saint Clair being harmed in the duels no it's just if you kill someone even accidentally dude you get shipped off and then what happens to the the line yes right? he doesn't want his distant cousin or whoever it is yeah to to inherit so that was just my impression with the grandfather he's hyper focused on saint Clair marrying and having a son yeah and then as amy said it comes out to kind of through this process that saint Clair very deliberately shot fred in his right shoulder and they have a line where it says for the next month Fred would it would be hard for him to raise his spoon for soup, let alone his pistol or his reins and whip. And that one struck me a little bit back to the Nick theories. Yeah. Because I was just like interesting that because seems remember, like a vendetta. Yeah. The whole yeah. whipping thing that happened in that prologue. I'm like, interesting. Yeah. That was a, a breadcrumb for me that said personal. Yes. Yeah. And thus far we have no understanding why Saint Clair, if he's not Nick, would yeah. have any reason to be so personal. There's no explanation. Fred. Even the grandfather doesn't seem to understand the an- animosity between the two. Because he's not like Oh, I know you hate that Burton Smythe. Like, I don't remember the grandfather, like, having that comment or making that comment. Yeah. So I think the grandfather doesn't understand it. Like, why are you provoking this duel? Because this is a chapter we do find out that he deliberately provoked it. The grandfather knows that his grandson deliberately provoked this duel. He essentially says something like, I I hear you said he cheated. Did he cheat? And the the St. Clair's like, he might have. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's really odd. He's so like, I do want to point out that that was one of your predictions that St. Clair had was the one that instigated the yeah. duel. You were yeah. right. For some reason. Yeah. But we don't know if it's because he's Nick yeah. and therefore right. or some other weird offense that he has with yeah. him. Maybe he just doesn't like hyphenated last names. Right. They offend him. Uh, an interesting part of St. Clair's character that came up in this chapter is... These these two chapters did, as Amy predicted, they happen in St. Clair's mind, right? So yes. we're with him in his thoughts yes. and stuff. And the one thing that I thought was kind of interesting is this Earl of Allendale is really good at a lot of stuff. And so there was a lot of pressure put on St. Clair to master all these different skills yes. and talents and whatever. Yes. And it says his own ambitions had receded and he had had to prove himself over and over again and excel at everything. And I found that an interesting thought we might never find out. But I'm like, I wonder what St. Clair's ambitions were. You know what I mean? Like, um, these are some of the things that, to me, made me really doubt it being Nick again, right? Because I'm like, he talks like he has this history of some sort. See, I saw so many breadcrumbs to point me towards him being Nick. But, so that's interesting. He seems to have this long history of 
of like proving himself to his grandpa. And I keep assuming from youth. But then you said oh. he was on the continent 10 years. Yeah. And how long was Nick gone? I'm like, oh, yeah. now I'm kind of interested. And I, I'm sorry. And I don't know if they explicitly said how long he was on the continent. But it was the idea that he's been on the continent for years. For a minute. Yeah. So, but I didn't get the impression that he has lived or grown up on the continent his whole life. That was actually, you're right. That it's was, kind of ambiguous. Yes, that's a perfect yeah. word for it. Because they talk about his dad being exiled, kind of. But they don't say how old St. Clair would have been or anything. They don't, You know what I mean? Yeah. At some point, I get the impression that, like, Grandpa swept through and almost scooped up St. Clair yes. at whatever point, And then that's when he was traveling with yes. him for a period the, of time. The grandfather makes references to... Uh, don't make me think I've wasted all these years. So, like, yeah. he's been grooming St. Clair to be his heir, to get mm-hmm. married and be his heir. So I almost imagine it was perhaps when the father dies from disease on the continent. Because the father, it's referenced. Um, he was only, the father, was I swear, was only on the continent, I want to say, five or less years. They well, implied it wasn't very long and, that father was there. And it's not clear, and I think it's it's worded this way specifically, if I'm going oh. by my conspiracy theory, that think, he went automatically to the continent or stayed on the continent the entire time. Because it references that he fled because he had been in the duel. But then it references, and then he died on the continent of disease. Yeah. Like at the age of 33 or something. Not very long. Yeah, I yes. got the impression. So I was Your like. Your is a little bit ambi- We don't get the same level of detail we often get of like how long exactly he was there. What exactly happened. It is kind of vague. And it could be that it's just this author doesn't think of this. Right. That people Maybe. are going to be trying to read meaning between her lines. And so she thought she was perfectly clear that no, he went to the continent and then he died there of disease. Yeah. But when you're looking for conspiracy theories yeah. and breadcrumbs, you're like, oh, well, that's interesting. She didn't explicitly say that yeah. he went and then died on the continent. So maybe. Um, I feel like for this particular chapter, it will be too hard to save all predictions and stuff to the end. So I okay. think it, it just has to be blended in because okay. there's so much that we was revealed in okay. this chapter. Okay. Because on that note about what's going on, you said something about how the grandpa had invested years in St. Clair, yeah. right? There's another line right after the grandpa's like, your job is to find your wife and get an heir, right? He says, and this is a quote, it's what you owe to the title. And then in italics, it's what you owe to me. Right. And I was like, maybe the grandpa just feels like, listen, I've been feeding I, you. I've yeah. been training you. But there could be an element of like, oh, I'm making a, you can't see my facial expression. I'm like winking <laughs> wink, at Amy. Wink, like, nudge, you know, nudge, it's like, what remember you our owe deal. Me. Exactly. Remember our agreement. Exactly. Because he also warns him to be careful. And I was like, yeah, there's like the be careful, but it wasn't like you said, he's not concerned about St. Clair dying in a duel. Like hmm. be careful dueling because you might die. It was almost like, don't call attention to yourself. Yeah. Don't call, don't draw. And it, again, it could be because he wants his son, his grandson to marry well. And so he doesn't want the bad publicity or the recollection of his son, you know, and all that drama to come back up. But yeah. it was, I, I couldn't help but read it. From my lens of like, I'm so sure this is Nick thinking maybe the grandfather is in cahoots or wanted us because he's so obsessed with having an heir. And so Mm -hmm. that's why I'm like, I could see him sweeping some person off the street that resembles him enough. Right. um, And like raising them or he legitimately could be his grandson because the father's name. Did you catch that? No. Is James. 
What's a nickname for James? Oh, you're right. Jim. The dead so father, was, the one the that dead died father. on the continent. His name yeah. was James St. Clair or whatever right. their family name is. And so I'm like, okay, I could definitely <gasps> be reading Ooh, into this. Okay. What if <laughs> we're going to go into the, the rabbit hole for a minute? What if the father did go to the continent and either snuck back sometimes and moonlit yes. as Gentleman yes. Jim for whatever reason? Yeah. Or what if he, I'm air quoting, went to the continent, yeah. but he actually became Gentleman right? Jim. Right. So and he that's disappeared. How he went into exile. But he, he was, because, um, Sorry, I'm getting so excited because I uh, this it's chapter crazy. to me, I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, it was my all of us conspiracy theories slow are so drip tingly. For chapters and then boom, yeah. here's all this info. I also had the thought because um, St. Clair actually resents his grandfather because he literally abandoned his son and exiled yes. him. No yeah. help, no yeah. support. He was he basically said, You're kind of the impression I got was you're dead to me. Yeah. I never want to see you yeah. again. So it makes sense that someone who has no means to support themselves would go looking. For right. a way to support themselves, and maybe that's through becoming and, a highwayman. Because again, he and was kill trained himself by his father. Off even yeah, on the continent yes. or whatever. Or yeah. maybe <gasps> that's true. I didn't think of that. That could have been like a a false yeah flag he that just... he had died on the continent. Maybe yeah. he never actually. I'm dead to my dad. Yeah. Whatever. Then I'm just dead to Spread the world, the and I'm going to live a different life. Now. Yeah. But gentleman Jim did disappear. He did. Remember? So it's also possible that he, he did the highwayman thing for a while. And then went to and the, then actually went to the continent. He did go to the continent, money. lived maybe he was a double. See, that's life what thing. I was imagining. Is maybe. then he was like, Oh, I got enough money and then went to the continent and then got a disease yeah, and died. Right. James will just call him yeah. the, the dad. James could have had some sort of a double life thing going for a while. He was he was the highfalutin James, you know, heir to the Earl thing over here. But then also he was Gentleman Jim on the other side. And so it's possible that Nick and St. Clair could be different people. Yeah. And they're like half brothers or something. Yeah, that's true. It's just so hard to say. It is. You know, there's... So I will say that the one thing, although I do have uh, an explanation for this, but the one crack in my theory that I saw... If this were Nick, because now that we're in his head, he would not not refer to Maggie as Maggie. And That's he true. refers to her in his head as Miss Margaret Honeywell. But and if so that the was I was like mm, is cracking. trying to keep us guessing. But then that I find is 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 wrong and a big no no. You're not allowed to purposefully so my example is with a really good mystery writer and a crappy mystery writer. Okay. I don't care what anyone else says. Agatha Christie was the best mystery writer in the world. Mm -hmm. And the reason she was so good is because if you paid attention, if you really looked at her book, the clues yeah. were there to Always. solve yeah. the mystery. But they were so subtle that you often yeah. miss them because you were just reading the book. This would be intentionally misleading me. Exactly. And yeah. that I don't think is fair. If you're going to have a yeah. mystery, then you need to be, you need to really do this as someone wouldn't do it. So my newest conspiracy theory, since we're not waiting and we're talking about it as is, mm -hmm. is amnesia. And stay with me. Okay, let me just breathe it out because that our last series, our last book It was, was... which is probably what made me think of it. <laughs> but you need a defense. But, okay. Okay, but stick with me for a minute. So my thinking is, don't laugh. So he literally doesn't know he's Nick. And the reason I think that this might be is it does reference, or, or Maggie thought that Nick went off to fight in the war. That's why she thinks he's dead. I'm like, what if there was a situation where he was on the continent, 
he was fighting, like you were saying, or maybe he was in this John St. Clair's regiment or something, and they were together, and something happens. And like maybe... a Mr. Mrs. Winterborn scenario? Remember that movie, Mrs. Winterborn, where the, the two women are on the train and one dies and then the are other one... Are you thinking one... of Mrs. Winterborn? Isn't that the one where she, he dresses up to be the nanny for his kids? No. What am I thinking of? With, I, I with can't what's remember. his name? I can't Robin remember. Robin Williams. Yeah. It's I, not, oh, Doubtfire. Doubtfire. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. No, this what is a Brendan Winter... Fraser wiki, Ricky Lake one. Remember how there's the two pregnant ladies on the train and the actual Mrs. Winterborn gets killed in the train crash? Okay. Spoilers, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but the but the Ricky Lake character, who isn't her, yeah. had just been trying on her ring and she yes. gets assumed to be Mrs. Winterborn. Yeah. So do you mean that, like, Real St. Clair died somehow, yes. and they all assumed that this person yes. was and St. Clair? Yes, and he doesn't know, because maybe he, in the injury he right. suffered or something, okay. he doesn't know. And so he's like, they're telling me I'm this person, and now he's been groomed to it for like 10 plus years. So I, I'm i not disputing that he believes he's St. Clair, and that's why it's so... That's why he has the mannerisms of like being raised as an aristocrat, because he's been told for the last 10 years and groomed by his grandfather to be hmm. this person. I think that only works if the grandfather knew right away or pretty soon that this wasn't his grandson. Yes. And then he's like, I've got to right. train this person. Because, That's the linchpin. The grandfather has to know that I don't it's think not... he'd innately adopt the characteristics Correct. unless someone was subtly even yes. nudging him to behave better and do things and Good blah, point. blah, blah. Yes, that is my linchpin to my theory is hmm. the grandfather, because he's so obsessed of having an heir, saw his chances die with this other who he knows right. is his heir um or i i we don't know enough yet about the dad and like the history but i'm like it is possible that they nick could be related he still could be the bastard of mm-hmm. james and yeah. james could be his son and this john st Clair, if there's a second a separate john st Clair, could have also been a legitimate child. I don't know. They didn't yeah, reference. That's what being... I'm wondering. I, 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 let's pretend that St. Clair isn't Nick for yes. a minute. Then the only explanation to me for how similar they look, although yes. we know that it, it can references... happen in real life, like identical yes. strangers, yeah. but I would really guess that it's more likely that somehow, um, they're related in James St. Clair. So yeah. the dad, uh, had a, a bastard child, which yeah. is Nick and then had a legit child, which is, John, yes. our current St. Clair. Yes. So I could see it both ways. Yeah. So that was one thing. The other... I want to touch on something before yeah. we switch over too, because you referenced how in his own head, the way Nick thinks about Maggie is unusual. Um, And I, I hadn't really thought of that, but you're true. He thinks about her as Margaret Honeywell or Miss Honeywell. Very formally. And I just don't buy that if he was Nick, that he wouldn't, in his mind, refer to her as Maggie. Be... Yeah, if he knows he's Nick. Yes, if he knows he's Nick. And the way the grandpa and him are talking, it implies that he does know something is up, right? Grandfather? If the grandfather and St. Clair are talking the way we were initially kind of theorizing, like, you owe me, blah, 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 then that would rely on Nick knowing that he's Nick, right? Except that, yeah, I can see that point. Unless the grandfather is saying in a more of a sense like you would have died with your dad on the continent if I hadn't come and true taken you under my wing or maybe I could I could see the grandfather you if the grandfather's the mastermind behind all this I could see him using that as 
like a guilt trip or like yeah. to keep him in line. Or maybe Nick doesn't know if the amnesia thing kind of plays out. Maybe Nick doesn't know he's Nick, but maybe Nick at some point realized he wasn't properly St. Clair. Right. And Got so the you. grandpa's just like, it doesn't matter yeah. who you are. I don't yeah, care, but you can be my sense. heir, blah, blah, blah. The I other thing is, I guess to your point that the author is written that way intentionally, could be that, again, Nick is making a conscious decision not to slip. And yeah. so he refers to it, like you're saying, he does that in he his brain. He has to live in that mindset. To make it. Yeah. But again, I think the grandfather has to be implicit in this. He has to know and be involved in this con, if it is a con, that yeah. this is not really John. It's he has Nick. to have made a conscious choice. Yes. Yeah. Because it involved him teaching him and training him to be aristocrat. Because I would argue there's no way on earth, especially the way they describe this old man, uh, the grandpa, there's no way on earth Nick could just fully deceive this man. No. The grandpa has to be in on it, or yes. it really is John St. Clair yes. and Nick is someone totally different. And I'm different. completely cuckoo, yeah. and Nick died eight years ago. <laughs> right. Um, the only other thing that, ki- the other breadcrumb uh, that made me feel like that is St. Clair thinks, or I don't know if he says this aloud or thinks to himself about how he's grown into a fine figure of a gentleman. And it just struck me because that was Nick's, yeah, Yeah, that was Nick's goal. I want to be a gentleman. I want to be worthy of you. Yeah, you're right. And so. That's what he left to do. Yes. And so I could see him, I could see him latching on to this opportunity if he was aware he's Nick and not John. But this man comes to me and says, you know what? I need an heir. You look so much like my grandson. Please do this for me. And he's like, this is my chance. And so maybe the. The commitment was you have to cut all ties from your past life. No one can know. And so... It could be a smidge of both. It could be that, let's say for the first... Let's say Nick joined the army. Let's say Nick and the real St. Clair were in a battle. Real St. Clair died. Nick survived. It's possible for the first year or two or three even, Nick didn't quite realize who he was and our grandpa didn't quite realize that he wasn't his heir. But then maybe at some point they realize it could be mutually beneficial. Yeah. You know, yeah. the only other thing that the grandpa does seem kind of prideful. And so the concept of him allowing someone not of his blood to inherit seems more questionable unless the grandfather the believes it's like. a bastard grandson. Uh, and gotcha. so therefore it makes sense to allow him That's to true, take over. Because especially if John was legit, it's all about, well, I can't, I can't make a bastard my heir. But so then there's more motivation for him to. Even though you have the blood, to, yes. I can pretend you're the legit heir and then it yes. does kind of make sense how yes. the grandpa would go along with it all. Yeah. I just thought it was too much of a coincidence, Jim and James. Like, right. The deri- it's alluding to something. Yeah. yeah. It might be a stretch to think that James is still alive yeah. as Gentleman Jim. Yeah, I kind of had assumed maybe, he was dead. But because maybe. he died on the continent, that can always be like he was buried oh, yeah, on the continent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else you want to add just to all those conspiracy theories no. right now? Okay. <laughs> that, got, that got it all out of my system. <laughs> so fundamentally then at this point, we kind of understand the grandpa better. We kind of understand St. Clair a little bit better. And they're going to go... Um, to the is it the opera or yeah the, the theater and i think it's i think the theater because they talk about edmund keen yes and stuff so and i the think theater. it's significant that he's thinking about miss margaret honeywell so he mm-hmm. doesn't call her maggie in his head but he's thinking yeah. about this woman he met he's obviously intrigued by her he debates even a couple of times writing her a note going to visit her but he yeah. hasn't been introduced so it's not appropriate and so he you can i could see him being like i want to pursue this female yeah but like 
he's like doesn't know how to like broach it or he's hesitant which here's, i thought was odd when he was like give me three fit three forfeits right? but now all of a sudden he's like, like well i haven't been introduced no, that'd be improper and, uh, it's, yeah. it's very bizarre so weird um it's like maybe he's schizophrenic <laughs> maybe there's something about his personality that's much deeper um, here's one of the things I thought was kind of odd. And this is all about, we talked about this before, but the characterization and how they describe body shapes and this and that. Remember how when we first met young Maggie Honeywell, she was like voluptuous, buxom, buxom whatever the yeah. things, yeah? And yeah. then she'd lost all that weight and she looked oh, so much of more the slender mysterious and illness. she had these yeah. gowns hanging like sacks on her body. Yeah. And then I think we kind of glossed over it in the last episode, but, um, they're going to buy new wardrobe. But in the meantime, Jane has her made like refit. take in and refit yeah. the dresses oh now they fit and blah 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 yeah. right so i'm like okay so she was like perfectly voluptuous before because both fred and nick loved it and now she's <laughs> much more slender and so okay so she looks like sickly and so i thought they were going to go with oh she puts on weight as she gains health yes. and blah 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 but now she's called in his own head by saint Clair a shapely scrap of femininity and then later it talks about her having like her bosoms or it references oh here we go the the cut of her dress and the swell of her bosom and all this and so of course losing weight and becoming slender sure. doesn't mean you lose your bosom but i'm just baffled they at made... why they made a big deal about her having this lovely shape as a 16 year old and now she's sick and slender and no and it's and it legit talked about losing it here because that's why the in her bosom on I, her. I thought so yeah and so it's just bizarre like I just want to put this out there that drives me crazy in a lot of these books. It's almost like a, a, a I'll call it a slender fetish because I don't know what else to call it, but like an over, over much emphasis on, on Body like shape. being more and more slender, being uh, more and more feminine in some way. Yeah. And that was baffling to me because yeah. why did you so significantly change her body shape just for St. Clair to think she's beautiful this way? It, I don't know. It just seems weird. It, it just seems a bizarre, bizarre choice besides just saying, oh, she'd lost some weight and she'd been sick or just even saying she'd been sick. Like, wh why talk so much about the weight change it, unless it's, it was just that throwaway thing of, oh, well, now she looks better because her dress is tailored. Like, well, I just don't get and it. And that's where I, I don't like the wasted time on describing dresses exactly. or how close fit anyways. I'm like, that has nothing to do it with doesn't. this story, her character, no. how she is as a person. Please exactly. stop putting in this fluff in the books. It drives me nuts. It And it usually plays into what I feel are potentially damaging stereotypes that femininity has to be slender or petite or, or voluptuous like and have or exactly boobs or, or buxom right yeah. like why make it any of those why not just say that the person is attracted to them without describing their body yep. just saying you know saint Clair found himself thinking of her yes. and her her curves they can be any shape and yes. size of curves or yeah. i don't know it just drove me crazy um but then on that note, when he says that she's a shapely scrap of femininity, altogether too weak and frail, he wants to, like, gather her close and take care of her. Um, but then he says he had no patience with patience with delicate, swooning females. Yeah. I'm like, I am so confused. This guy is all over the you place. You like her or you don't like her, but you do, but you don't. But, like, it doesn't seem like he's having a mental... No. Do I, don't I? No. He seems to know seems he likes to make her. Perfect sense but what he's telling brain. us is so confusing. Oh my gosh. I don't get it. Well, they are a perfect pair because right? she doesn't make any sense either. They're all over the place. Both of these two. So to bring us into our next chapter, essentially, the grandpa and St. Clair go to the theater and they go with his friend. 
Mattingly. I don't remember his first name, but like we'll call either. him Mr. Mattingly. And um, a couple of other uh, Mattingly's sister. And this lady named something Steele, Miss Steele. That was a really funny to me uh, scene. And I don't know if it was meant to be. <laughs> Yeah. Basically, she's beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And she she's trying to be like demure, flirty, kind of. Um, and I found it really funny because they do reference that a duke uh, announced her to be a diamond when she came out. <laughs> but then Miss Steele is like, I don't know why he would say that about me. I see nothing out of the ordinary in my appearance. Do you, my lord? And Fishing for compliments. Fishing. And St. Clair is polite, and he says, you look very well, Miss Steele, right? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wouldn't it have been hilarious if um, St. Clair was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Because do you see anything out of the ordinary in my appearance? It would have been so funny. He's like, no, you look normal to me. You look fine. It cracks me up. Um, And I kind of wish there was that vibe of humor, I think, in it. I think I'm missing a little bit of that jaunty thing. But I keep thinking maybe if we can finally get... St. Clair and Maggie actually really talking, going on a drive, going on a, a date, so to speak. Maybe they'll relax and actually talk to each other better, but Maybe. it seems kind of stiff. I don't know how to describe yeah, it. Yeah, this was not a good chapter for them. I didn't get any rapport out of them. They do end up talking in this chapter, but I just am not a fan of Maggie. Yeah. So I will be honest that I'm going to keep reading because I want to see if my con- any of my conspiracy theories yeah. are correct. But I'm not jiving with them as a as an actual romantic couple. I don't feel anything. Anything. For them. They, I don't care. They just feel. Yeah. I don't know. I, I Maggie spends the almost the whole episode mad at him, like still because how dare you almost kill my cousin who I abhor and yeah. I've said I find repugnant multiple times. Yet I'm all in a bunch because you shot him through the shoulder, which yes, could be deadly, but still technically was the law of the agreement was he wouldn't kill him and he didn't right. out and out kill him. So essentially the conversation we do get to observe between St. Clair and Maggie is in the intermission. Yeah. Um, St. Clair and Lord, Lord Mattingly is his friend. They go over to. Oh, right. Cause Mattingly knows her. So he's like, great. He you can introduce her. me. Exactly. Yeah. He had met her when she was out those first yes. four or five seasons or whatever. Yeah. And so they go over to visit with Jane and Maggie and like Amy was saying, Maggie's kind of cold and a little bit standoffish. And St. Clair's like, what's the matter? Yeah. And she's like Amy described. She's like, uh, we had a deal and you broke it. And he's like, well, no, I didn't. Back and forth. <laughs> um, but it's, it's odd. So in a, on the one hand, at least she's straightforward. And it yeah. doesn't act like there isn't something wrong. Yeah. But it's just so bizarre because then she's she's sitting standoffish, but he's almost like, not turned on. I don't mean to make it sexual, but like no. he likes that the intrigues fire him. in her. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, oh, yeah, she's yeah. not sickly. But I'm like, but you loved her when she was sickly. Right. I'm so confused. You liked how she had a tiny sickly form. Um, and I did like the way he phrased it to himself. When he sees her standoffish, the rigidity of her spine, the martial light in her eye, he says, it's more likely to do with some incidental grievous that she'd laid at his door than with a <laughs> thorough indictment of his worth as a human being. So I do like that he's realistic enough to be like, okay, what did I do that she's like pissed off at me? But the sum of their conversation is essentially, I can't believe you did that. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have done that. And they kind of work through that relatively quickly. Okay. I have to, she basically has to admit, okay, you're right. Technically you did the, the letter of the law when I kind of meant the spirit of it, but like, whatever, here's what drove me crazy in this thing. Basically he's like, do you want to, you know, go for a drive with me? 
And she's like, why do you think I'd want to? I might be afraid of horses. Are you? No. Well, I might be. Right. Whatever. And then he's like, um, he coaxes her, says almost bantery flirty, but this is what drove me insane. She uh, specifically asks him, are you inviting me like to go on a drive? Or are you calling in a forfeit? And he says, whatever is necessary. Before we say what Maggie chose, what would you do if you were Maggie? If I had just been pissed because I didn't think he actually held through with the spirit of the law, I'd be like, that's one of your forfeits. Exactly. I would be like, uh, definitely a forfeit. A I refuse doy. to. I'm Right? I owe a, a stranger essentially three random favors. You better bet I would be like that. Especially because be I was so upset with him for how Two he handled the. Ago. Two minutes ago, I was livid. Yeah. Instead, what is our delightful, stupid Maggie does? She says, well, because you asked so nicely, basically. Yeah. You needn't waste a forfeit, but only because I want to see your horses. She's so dumb. She's an idiot. I you can't know the, help it. They've talked about other characters in these books being ninnies. She's a yeah. ninny. She's the epitome of a ninny. She, I just, I. And yet, where is the girl believe, from the prologue? We're like, supposed to believe exactly that that ugh. woman is this woman. It doesn't make any. Where's her fight at all? Why wasn't she pushing back against Fred's strictures every single day? I don't know. She just took turned around and was like, I laid know. down. Okay. I'll I don't know. It. I, it felt like listening to them talk. So I, I when there's an author that knows how to do dialogue, they are my favorite author. I love it because dialogue is what pushes the story. Oh, one hundred percent. This author does not know how to do dialogue in this story. It feels so forced. Stilted. Those, yeah. Stilted. Like I'm watch. They're at a play, and I feel like I'm watching a play. This is a play of like. We are two people that need to be at odds. And so we are going yeah. to argue. Yeah. I am not going to admit I want to spend time with you. It just felt so cliche mm-hmm. and not real. Yeah. And that like your first is where draft. I'm checking out. And you want to yeah, go back and like massage I'm, it. And... That's where I'm checking out because it doesn't feel like two people who ever knew each other. So then I'm like, okay, so Maybe I guess he's didn't. not Nick. Right. Because I'm just like this, even... Even if because the way Nick and Maggie seemed to talk in the beginning seemed more natural well, because they'd known each other forever. Right. These are two strangers talking to each other, yeah. and I, I don't feel any kind of connection between them. So mm-hmm. at this point, Nick better show up, right? Or this person better remember he's Nick if yeah. my crazy theory is right because it just I don't feel any. I don't feel the attraction. I don't get it. Like they both, yeah. she particularly is like, oh yeah, physically he's attractive, but I believe it more on his end because yeah. as he talks to his friend more and his friend points out that he must have a type because he's always been drawn to dark hair and blue eyed girls. I found that a very bizarre, very side odd. Comment, right. Like... And so that's why I'm like, and then he talks about how they saw one in Italy and he did a double take. Like he'd seen a ghost. So, like, something triggered seeing this woman who looked a lot like Maggie, and I'm trying to be like, there they're they're giving me a breadcrumb again. Did he only become friends with Mattingly in the last 10 years, then? It was on the continent or something that they met. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm like, wait. It seems like he had talks about nothing before in his life Uh besides the last decade or more. Because, again, it's ambiguous. They don't say exactly on the continent. They don't reference... What his life was like with his dad growing up and having to flee. They make no reference to what his life was like when his dad flee- had to flee to the continent. Who took care of him? Did he go with his dad? Was he sent to school? Did the granddad take care of him? 
Like that's not referenced yeah. at all. Yeah. So it's like his whole Did life. Did he have a mother? What happened to the mother? Exactly. Like, his no whole idea. life before the con- the continent for is, the last decade is gone from is our gray. perspective. Yeah, we we're not told anything. To it, yeah. He doesn't even think about it. Even when he was like thinking about what happened to his the father, of it, it was yeah. this happened to his father, and then he went I here, and then he died I was on the continent. That happened. Or yeah, I remember. Yeah, nothing. It's just not even so, and and I think. Maybe the author's doing this to build that, ooh, is he, isn't he? Yeah. But it's actually making the story worse at this mm, point. She needs to just tell us this is I Nick agree. or this isn't Nick. Because how if this is Nick, that is the most awkward interaction that I I've know. ever seen with someone with the love of his life. If we had, if it is Nick, I think it would have worked better for her to just... Once we got in his head for her to tell us. Yeah. And then we start to see that he's playing a long con. Yes. He's he's feeling her out. Yes. He's trying Does to she say. she still have feelings for me? Was was it real for me as who I am? Or was it for some idealized version of a stable yes. boy? Like, so I'm going to come into this fresh. We don't get that. And no. that's what it makes him. If he, if he is not Nick, it just makes him seem very confusing and well, odd yeah, cause he's as like, a person. He's, he's. Abnor in the other chapter when he sees her across the way in the theater, he gets like extremely jealous that like other people are looking at her, or is she there with Fred? I can't remember. Or with the brother. Because yeah, the other James brother's brother there. George. And it's like yeah. he gets insanely jealous. A stranger who just met this person once yeah. would not have that kind of reaction. Well then Nick seemed more level headed yeah. and temperate. That's kind than of that. what I want to say. Or like he seemed like he'd be reasonable enough to be like, okay. I see that she has, you know, there are, there are men buzzing about her or whatever, but like, I need to make my play and I need to get in the, in the game. Right. Yeah. It just seems too much like he doesn't know her at all. Yeah. And that's very confusing because half the time it seems like he's 100% Nick and half the time it feels like he's just some rando guy. But if he's not Nick, again, just to jump back on that one, there's a part of me that's like, then where is this story going to go? Are I we don't gonna know. Feel sad I'm like, this him? is very boring. Is Nick actually dead and we're going to expect to love this guy more? I kind of don't get I it. I think that's where I'm like, if it doesn't come out soon that he's Nick, I might I might be tempted to give up on this story because I don't feel there. I don't feel St. Clair yeah. and Maggie's connection. I don't like Maggie as she is right now. And I so some, could... some drama needs to happen, whether yeah. with a second opinion with the doctor, tell us about this illness. Something needs to give crack it open. Give me something. Yeah. Because right now I'm like, if I have to deal with dialogue like this for the next 200 pages. <laughs> no, thank you. Mm. I just feel along mm-hmm. those lines, I feel like something needs to leap us ahead. Yeah. I don't need to have two chapters where they go on like one carriage yes. ride and things exactly. like that. Exactly. I need us to start picking up the pace. Like, yes. Like let's move through what's going I on. I was so excited lives. from chapter five. And then I read this chapter and I was like, well, mm-hmm. that was a letdown. Because yeah. now it threw all of my stuff out the window in the sense of I was like, well, this, I just don't get it. Like if he doesn't have amnesia, this makes no sense to me. Yeah. This Nick, the St. Clair being Nick. Because yeah. it just, it's gone on too long now. Where he's just like literally treating her like even in his own mind like a stranger. And I'm yeah. like, that's just where I'm like, okay. So there's one other weird thing I want to bring up in this chapter. I found it odd. Mattingly, Lord Mattingly and um St. Clair are talking as they're going back to their box or whatever. And Mattingly talks about how uh Maggie had been called the honeybee. Oh yeah. When I was like, she was what kind of nickname is that? Right? When she was first out in those first few seasons. And basically he says when she first arrived Initially, they called her a pocket Venus. No one had seen someone so beautiful with such a figure, blah, 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 right? 
Um, so there's this, all these gentlemen that would gather around her and then the first chap got stung and then the second. And basically she would deliver these sharp set downs and, um, she was into chorus. She'd gallop her horse in Hyde Park, right? Like, so you're like, okay, so that was the Maggie of before, but I don't understand why the author chose to tell us about this nickname thing. Why, why from pocket Venus to honeybee, like, what does it matter? Why do we care the only thing that seems relevant is the fact that she was shooting down suitors which we already know she was because she was waiting for nick like she's already admitted she told us that that she was waiting she put off suitors as long as she could so it seems like purposeful exposition for saint Clair's benefit right but i don't understand why that's relevant for us to know any of this (laughs) unless you're saying if he's waiting to reveal himself until he's sure of her affections and so that's supposed to be like oh she must have loved me because she turned down all these suitors i don't know uh, yeah, I'm very and so their baffled. conversation moves on a smidge, and Madding or St. Clair's like, Miss Honeywell doesn't strike me as temperamental, and his friend's like, no, she was buzzing about you a fair bit, blah, 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 and it's just kind of like, and back to the dialogue thing, like, I don't understand the point of this. Are we supposed to understand Maggie better? We already know she was sickly. We already know that her personality seems to be changed. And That's then they go is. into the black hair, blue eyes thing, Yeah. and then at the end of it, essentially... um. Well, let me just have one more thing. Oh, sorry. Actually, go ahead and say your thing. No, I was just going to say it's just drawn out. This, all of this, these two chapters could have been one chapter. Yeah. They could have it been way more It was so condensed. drawn out and boring, and that's what I'm struggling yeah. with because I just want to get to the meat of it. Is this Nick? Is it not Nick? When's Nick coming back? Because you introduced us to Nick in the prologue. Mm-hmm. So he's got to be somewhere. Right. You don't, you don't write a prologue like that and then... And then drag it out like this. No. It just... Which... driving me nuts. Some of the ambiguity made more sense in the book we did on our last series because we knew that the the main character had amnesia, right? So it made sense. We already knew that. Yeah. There's so much mystery that it becomes oppressive. There's no clues really being dropped. Yeah. It's just... uh, 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 Yeah. uh, uh, And you're like, I don't care anymore. It wasn't... It's not enjoyable to read. Yeah. Like that. So I did want to clarify one more thing um, that might be relevant, but basically... Mattingly um, does finish the story like, oh, she had all these admirers and St. Clair's like, were any of them ever serious? And he's like, well, I know a bunch of decent fellows made her an offer, um, but it come to find out she was wearing the willow for another fellow. And it says that St. Clair looked at him sharply. Who? And Mattingly's like, some soldier. I never met him, but she's still unwed. So I still suppose nothing came of it. Maybe he died in the war, right? Yeah. So again, that could be a breadcrumb of right. St. Clair being like, who? Wait, right. hmm, did she date yeah. someone kind of before when I was gone? But it could also just be the the je- jealous hero. It thing. could be. And then yeah. fundamentally at the end of our of the end of these chapters, he's trying to say, remember the dark haired blue eyed thing that Amy had yeah. brought up? He's like, You have a type, essentially, the pattern card. And St. Clair says, Miss Honeywell is the pattern card. Oh yeah. And I'm just kinda like since today or since no, always since like always that's why i'm like just get it over with and just tell us this is nick already because this is getting ridiculous because if this is not if saint Clair is not nick then i don't understand this character at all because you literally met her like a day ago like you wouldn't be like she's the pattern card i'm like to what like right you don't know her. You have had one conversation, two conversations with her. Yeah. I, I just, I don't yeah. get it. And she's been kind of flip floppy in her emotions in both of them. Yeah. So like if, 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 if this was a girl that I was interested, in, I'd be like, she's all over the place. 
she's like yelling at me. She's mad at me for something that like I didn't really do and accusing right. me of being dishonest. And I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time <laughs> connecting with them as a romantic couple. Yeah. So this, I, I am preparing myself for this to be torturous for this whole book. <laughs> I will keep reading. Until it's definitively proved that St. Clair is not Nick. But I really hope it's not, like, the last paragraph of this book. Or I'll be upset. Oh, that would be real stupid. I'd be so upset. Because let's just, in my opinion, let's face it. We If it's, a, it's about Nick and Maggie, then we want to see Nick and Maggie figure it out together. We don't want it to be like, twist, I'm Nick at the very end. Like, that seems, like, awful that he'd lie to her for so long if he knows he's Nick. Yeah. I would be like, okay, slow your roll. Are you serious? Yeah. For six months, you didn't tell me who you were? What a jerk, you know? Like Exactly. I waited for you for years. I went into a decline and had this mysterious illness and lost mm-hmm. all my bosoms for you. But luckily, you still like my <laughs> bosoms any size. It's just uh, weird. I also just want to throw out there, do you think that Miss Steele will come back at all? Or was she just a goofy one-off character? No, I, the one prediction I did have from this because she's like the diamond of the first water and yeah. the bell of the ball is that the grandfather would be like, you need oh, to pursue Miss Steele. Yeah. I could see that. I thought that more when I thought she was like the daughter of an aristocrat, but right. I could still see him being like, she's perfect. Go get married and get a baby on her right now. It does kind of make sense all the people they went to the theater with because they talk about at least three or four eligible unmarried misses. And so I can see her gra- the grandpa pushing that way. Yeah. Okay, there was one thing that stood out to me when he talks about, I can't remember if he's like, oh yeah, he. so he. this is where he goes to talk to her in the box and she's being all standoffish. And he says he feels oddly off balance, as if he were an impertinent schoolboy soliciting the hand of a beautiful young lady at his first country assembly. And that just kind of triggered like, or like a groom yeah, dating or dancing with the squire's yeah. daughter, like are some of these insecurities... Yeah, and was that up. when he was going to talk to Maggie? Yeah, or when he went over, he got the introduction and everything, but she's being very, if their, you want to sit their with me, Their first like, conversation cool. was on his turf, his yeah. own turf, and she was asking a favor of him. Yeah. But for her to be all fancy dressed and stuff and in a public setting, I could see that be a little bit more daunting than a stranger, than a lady yes. he doesn't care about. So I thought, well, are some insecurities popping up yeah. or whatever that he had long buried? And then the only other last thought I had was if the deal, like we were talking about, that he made with his grandfather, since I do think the grandfather is 100% involved if it's not his legitimate. I had two thoughts. I was like, it is possible Gentleman Jim married the housekeeper or something, and Nick could legitimately be the grandson in the sense of he's well, legitimately Well, he was, like, kicked out, so heir. he married the barmaid Jenny, yes. and then the, he got yeah. pregnant, and then he disappeared He or disappeared whatever, or whatever. Just, yeah. Um, the other one well, was... Because that would kind of explain why Jenny would have gone to the big house to look for work or help. Yes. Because if Gentleman Jim was still floating around, she would have had a supporter. Yeah. But if she was pregnant and she hadn't seen him for six months, yeah. she might have had to seek help somewhere. Do something. And yeah. it's possible that's when he went back. Because... That's possible that's when where he went he back went and to the died continent. on the continent. Yeah. And then she never saw him again. And so Nick went looking for him and the grandfather also went looking for him and their paths yeah. crossed and da da da. The other thing was if there was a John St. Clair and he unfortunately died or whatever. Yeah, and the, the grandfather Mrs. Winterborn. Yeah, scenario, and the yeah. grandfather's giving him this opportunity. It could the reason he could be thinking so weird in his head could potentially be Nick Seaton died. I've been reborn mm-hmm. as John St. Clair. So that part of my life I have to literally exist. push it I'm out of my mind. Yeah. 
it still doesn't hold water with me because of how close he was with Maggie. Well, and if Maggie was the driver for all of it, you'd think, especially with resources, that he would have at least sent a spy to, like, find out what's going on with yeah. with Margaret Honeywell. Because blah, of all blah, the blah. grandfather wants is that he marry and get an heir, you think the grandfather wouldn't care. It, the grandfather doesn't seem to care the quality of wife he marries well, as long as he marries. And she's from, like, she's gentry. She's someone of the gentry, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. not, like, a, a he scullery maid. He hasn't to push on, it has to be a duke's daughter yes. or whatever. And so yeah. I'm like, you think he would just be like, I'm here, let's get married, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it just, I'm I'm more baffled the more we read. It's really weird. Which I don't like. Really I want more clarity, because not more Because just to questions. tuck into what you were saying, if the grandpa knows that this is Nick, then and Nick knows this is Nick, it seems pretty easy for him to just say, there's a woman I love from yeah. when I was young, and if she is still single and she'll have me, I want to pursue her. And you'd think the grandpa would be like, who is it? Oh, cool. Sure. Let's yeah. let's let's go for it, you know? Yeah. Because then he's not reluctant to get married and finish the line, and that's one of the things against it being Nick that the grandfather at least seems to think that St. Clair is reluctant to get yeah. married, and that's just yeah. Fun. Yeah. All right. I have no other thoughts. Um we kind of already talked through predictions and wagers. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, bringing it to the big screen, our casting couch over here. The new characters I feel of relevance would probably just be the grandpa. Do you yeah. Have thoughts on the grandpa and potentially Mattingly, the the best friend. But again, he's kind he's kind of like George from yeah. the last one, a friendly, easygoing guy. Doesn't yeah. really matter. Whoever was our second choice right? for George yeah, yeah, yeah. Stroman as Mattingly. But does the grandpa? Does anyone strike you? I think someone tall, Stern. slender, powerful, sort of a vibe, but yes. not you know. So not someone that you imagine eating rich food and having gout and that sort no, of a no, character. No, no. This is going to be the... He's fit. He's probably exactly. still active yeah. physically. I was thinking like Ooh. a... Who were you thinking? I I just forgot the actor's name. The guy that plays Jean-Luc Picard on Star Trek. Oh my gosh. What's it? Patrick Stewart oh. is his name. I think Sir Patrick yeah. Stewart. But yeah, I could yeah, see yeah, someone yeah. like that, you know? That would be good. I was thinking like Liam Neeson kind of thing oh yeah just for like the fit and the i don't think he's tall. quite old enough for how no, i imagine right. but yeah, yeah i could see stewart him in 20 makes years more sense. <laughs> yeah patrick stewart makes more sense yeah i That's can't think of anyone better ones. yeah so let's go with him although it'd be really hard to afford sir patrick stewart, i know right all right um so those were the slightly frustrating chapters of gentleman jim well he was so excited for chapter five it was really chapter six all right so next time join us for at least chapter seven and eight maybe all the way up to nine and ten so we'll see how it goes um as always feel free to reach out to us via email questions comments suggestions predictions gripes whatever uh our email is snarky sisters podcast at gmail.com bye 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 go read this book or don't <laughs> read a better book well that's why we're reading it so they don't have to that's that. true that's our tagline <laughs> that's our whole that's point. our whole thing bye, bye. <laughs> that was like a synchronized bye. i know right that's good.